church doors, and we just thank you for that, God. We pray that tonight you would speak to us in a powerful way through your word. We pray that tonight would be all about you, nothing about us, God, but that you would pierce through our hearts and make us long to be more like you, Father. So we give this to you, God. It's already yours, and just help us to focus on what you have for us tonight. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, sweetie. Amen. Come on, give a round of applause. Man, I'm excited to be with you guys tonight. You can go ahead and take a seat. Hey, if you don't have a seat, uh, I think there's some openings over here. We've literally, we've scavenged the whole campus, find as many chairs as we can. So if you don't have a seat, I see a couple empty spots. But hey, we're excited to have you guys with us. Like I said, this is our third Harvest Young Adults Worship Night. A little bit about what I'm going to be doing tonight is I will have a brief message. We'll continue worshiping with Pioneer Worship. Are you guys enjoying Pioneer Worship? Come on. <laughs> And then at the end of this, I want to cast the vision of what we see Harvest Young Adults is going to be in 2019, okay? I'm going to share some exciting news. All I can say is we will be seeing each other a lot more often, and I'm excited for what I believe God is going to do in the Inland Empire and further than that. I mean, let's talk about Orange County. Let's talk about Santa Ana. Let's talk about Barstow, baby. I mean, what happens in Barstow? I don't know, but they're going to come out here, and I want to worship Jesus, and I think that this could be the generation, this could be the group of people that radically changes the Inland Empire and beyond. So you guys with me on that? Amen. Hey, let's go and open up our Bibles to Acts 2. That is the group of passages I will be in tonight. And just to give you a brief idea of what's going to happen is I'll probably spend about 15 to 20 minutes on this, and then I will cast what we're going to be doing in 2019. As we step into what we believe God has for us for Harvest Young Adults and the launch of what is a brand new ministry for this city and for this county, I believe that it really does have the potential to radically transform this city from the inside out. I mean, 10 years ago, there were young adults ministries all over the place. I mean, Jesus had his hand stamped upon this county, upon Corona, upon Riverside and, and Orange County. And, and man, I really do believe that the time is now for a revival to take place within the generations that are here so that we can spread the message of Jesus across Riverside, across Corona, across Barstow, across Santa Ana, across El Cerrito and everything far and in between. But in order for us to do this, the ingredient in which Harvest Young Adults must have is this. Are you ready for it? The Holy Spirit. We cannot progress any farther than we already have right now without the power of the Holy Spirit. If we truly want to see this ministry grow, and when I say this ministry, I mean all of our ministry, amen? I believe this isn't just my ministry. This isn't just Harvest Ministry. I want everyone here to be a stakeholder in this thing we are calling Harvest Young Adults. Because I want to influence not just the city, not just this county, not just this state, but the world around us to bring people closer to Jesus. But in order for us to do that, in order for us to have influence, in order for us to see people change drastically, we have to make sure that the foundation in which we build this ministry and our lives upon is on the power and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So with all that being said, it's only fitting that we're going to read a group of passages in the book of Acts chapter 2 that many scholars and theologians talk about. They say it's like the foundations of the local church, the start of the church. My message tonight is entitled, This is How We Change the World. I want to encourage all of you to open up your hearts to the presence of God this evening and step into the purpose, the worth, and the identity that I know he has for you because it says it in his word. I ask myself, man, as we're sitting here, 
and we put out more chairs and then someone says, Jared, we need more chairs. So we go get more chairs. And then someone comes back and says, hey, bro, we need more chairs. And then someone comes back again. I go, let me guess. We need more chairs. Why can't this group of people in this room be the ignition that lights the flame for revival in Southern California? Why can't we be that generation? Why can't people in a sea of comments and and thoughts and ideas about how Southern California is just without Jesus, how California is without Jesus as a whole, and they're going under and they tax everything. They're gonna start taxing us for breathing. The reality is, is why can't these people in this room right now, why can't we be the ones to ignite the flame of revival to drastically change this church, this city, this county, this state, and the world around us, all for the sake of Jesus. Ask yourself that this evening. Why can't it be us? Let's start off in Acts chapter two, verse one. It says, when the day of Pentecost came, which if you wanna know what Pentecost means, it's basically 50 days after Jesus's resurrection. They were all together in one place, the disciples and all the believers. Verse two says, suddenly a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were all sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. I mean, talk about a really crazy situation. Like this party just got lit, yo. Like tongues of fire are dancing on people's heads. The Holy Spirit is now indwelling these people. They are being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Revival is taking place, verse four. And all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. What that means is that people who didn't know a certain language began speaking a language they didn't know they knew. And those who that was their native language were watching people who for sure didn't know their language speak it to them and they were understanding it. Verse five says, staying in Jerusalem were God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. And when they heard this sound, basically meaning when they heard the sound of their languages being spoken by people who for sure did not know their language. Like, if you just look at me, you're probably like, that guy doesn't speak Spanish. Like, I know, it's just true. I know, I know, I know. It's just true. It's okay. I got no, it's, it's okay. But imagine if all of a sudden I get up here and I start speaking Spanish. I'm like, hey, yo hablo poquito español. And you're like, whoa. Like, wait, what? Did he? That's all I know, by the way. But anyways, you'd be like, Wow. Like, what's going on here? People are perplexed. They're amazed. It says, when they heard the sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one of them had heard their own language being spoken. Everybody that this passage is referring to is sitting together in either a room, an attic, some form of basement, most scholars and theologians would say. So picture just a group of people sitting together in some basement or some attic or just look around here like we're in some, you know, this room right here and people are just hanging out. Maybe they're opening up the word of God and they're, they're teaching the word of God and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit comes in and dwells upon these people. They're spending time with one another and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, a rushing wind. I love that. Someone needs to write a book on the power of the Holy Spirit called A Rushing Wind. It enters into the room out of nowhere. See, what Christians would call a revival, which means just to revive or to restore something, starts to take place out of nowhere. And it's funny because I'm reading this, I'm like, man, God does that sometimes, huh? Out of nowhere, he enters into the scenes of our lives and does something amazing. See, a lot of us are in this room and you have a relationship with God. And you're like, man, the Holy Spirit has done some amazing things in my life. 
Much like these people, these believers, these disciples, there's times in my life where I have been in bewilderment and amazed because of what God is doing in my life. God often does that. Out of nowhere, he enters into the dark places of our lives, into the scenes of our lives and does something amazing. Many scholars and theologians say this is in fact where we see the beginning of what we would call the local church and the beginning of a movement that happened 2,000 years ago and I believe is still happening today, amen? See, you and I are part of a Jesus movement, the same one that Peter and Paul and John and Timothy and disciples were all part of. It's a movement that through Harvest Young Adults, I truly believe can do something that the city of Riverside and Corona and the Inland Empire and yes, even Barstow and beyond has never seen before. Verse eight says, how is it that each of us hears them in our own native tongue? There's that one guy in the crowd that says the obvious. Everyone is wondering, oh my gosh, how are these people speaking in our native language? And then there's the guy that goes, How is it that these people are speaking in our native language? They're like, we know, bro. Everyone's aware that that is taking place. But something amazing is happening. Why? Because the Holy Spirit specializes in doing the incredible. The Holy Spirit specializes in doing the impossible. The Holy Spirit specializes in doing things that are incredible, doing miraculous things through seemingly ordinary people. The Holy Spirit specializes in doing miraculous things through seemingly ordinary people. You're sitting here tonight and you're going, man, I just showed up to this thing. There's this cute girl I saw. So I came, man, she's sitting right next to me. Like, I'm just hoping we can go to In-N-Out after, you know, share a double-double, I don't know. Man, some of you, you know, some of you here because you're like, man, I want to see what this place is all about. Some of you have been coming to Harvest for a long time. Maybe you went to the well and now you're going, hey, what's this young adults ministry? I don't know where you're from. I don't know what your background is. But the reality is, is that we are all ordinary people with the power of the Holy Spirit. We become extraordinary, right? So why can't the people in this room be the people that bring revival to Southern California? Why can't the people in this room be the people that bring revival to Riverside and Inland Empire and Corona and the other cities in this area and Murrieta and Redlands? Why can't it be us? Everybody's speaking in languages that are not natural to them and other people are able to hear those languages crystal clear as if the person speaking them was speaking in their native tongue. God will often do that to us. He'll use you and I as mouthpieces to share his truth to those who need to hear it. God will often do that. He'll use you and I as mouthpieces to share his truth to those who need to hear it. Verses 11 through 16 says, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues, in our own language. This is insane. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, they have had just too much wine. Like, no, dude, these people are just drunk. I don't know about you, but I've never met someone who, when they become drunk, can automatically speak five different languages. That's just not the case. Some of y'all are like, dude, I know a dude. And I'm like, no, (laughs) it just doesn't work like that. Verse 14 says, then Peter stood up with the 11, raised his voice and addressed the crowd because Peter's, he's ticked, man. He goes, oh, these people must just be drunk. Peter's like, no, dude, 
people are literally speaking in languages they've never spoken before and you are hearing it to perfection. Peter stands up with the 11, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk as you suppose for it is only nine in the morning. Some of y'all are like, yeah, but I know a dude, bro, at nine in the morning. (laughs) Verse 16 says, no, that's not what it is. No, if you guys don't remember, this is what the prophet Joel has spoken. He's going, do you guys not remember? Have you guys forgotten what you've been taught? Have you guys forgotten that the outpouring of the Holy Spirit was going to come? The prophet Joel spoke on this, yet you guys think people have just hidden back Sirach all night. Do you not remember what the prophet Joel said? The Holy Spirit was giving people the opportunity to bridge the gap and meet people where they were at by speaking in languages they did not know before. All to show the mighty power of Jesus by speaking in their native tongue. I wrote this down because I found out, I found this was interesting. He's bringing people together, something the Tower of Babel did the exact opposite of. What a contrast. Tower of Babel, everyone's confused. Everyone's speaking in different languages. No one can understand what everyone's saying. Day of Pentecost, everyone is speaking in languages. They can hear what they're bringing unity. The Holy Spirit brings unity to the body of Christ, amen? He's bringing people together. See, some people begin to point fingers and ignore the miraculous things that are taking place. They're like, dude, these people are just drunk. Come on. Man, don't be one of those people. Don't be one of those people who smothers the capabilities of the Holy Spirit. Man, I I know a lot of people like that. Bro, the Holy Spirit doesn't do that stuff anymore. I'm like, oh, really, man? Don't snub the power of the Holy Spirit because it's only with the power of the Holy Spirit that you and I can live what we call the Christian life. You want to find redemption? You want to find revival in your heart? You want to find freedom from an addiction or from pain or from suffering, from loneliness, from depression, anxiety? I'm not saying he will do it, but the Holy Spirit can do it. He can, it doesn't mean he will, but the Holy Spirit can do it. This thing called sanctification where I become more like Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit convicting me and directing me down the narrow path that allows me to step in the directions that God wants me to. See, I I don't blame this guy for for thinking this because when God is really moving in your life or in a ministry or or in your marriage or or in 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 your kids' lives, there's going to be people in this world who just think you're crazy. See, oftentimes what people perceive as crazy is just the Holy Spirit doing what he's supposed to do. See, people might look at you and go, not say, hey, you're drunk, but go, man, your life is crazy. What do you mean? You're, what are you talking about? What do you mean you're going to change the world for Jesus? What do you mean you want to see revival take place in Corona and Riverside and Redlands and Murrieta and Barstow and all these places? What? That's just crazy, man. Are you drunk? No, bro. I have the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. What's crazy to you makes sense to me. Oftentimes what people think is crazy makes perfect sense to God. Amen. There's going to be people in this world who think you're crazy, that think I'm crazy for standing up here saying, man, we can change this city. The fact that I think when we launch this ministry weekly, yes, I said weekly, there's no reason why we're gonna have to move out of this room and probably go next door where we can fit about four, five, six, seven times more people. 
And then after that, maybe we got to move over to the main sanctuary over there that fits like 2,200 people. I'm just saying, dude. Oh, Jared, you're just crazy, bro. That, I mean, what? Come on, you've had three worship. Yeah, we've had three worship nights and look how many people are hanging out together, worshiping God. It wasn't built off me. It's not built off a of personality. People just showed up because people are hungry for the word of God. People are hungry for discipleship and community and people that you can rely on. That when push comes to shove and things aren't going really well in your life, you've got people that you can call and go, bro, I need you right now. I need a shoulder to cry on because I'm hurting. Man, revival can take place in this place. I believe it. Acts 2, verses 17 through 21. I'm skipping some passages in general just so we can clear through all this text tonight. He continues with what, what the prophet Joel says. He, He's saying, you guys, remember what the prophet Joel said? These people aren't drunk. The prophet Joel said, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy, verse 19, I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood. That escalated really quickly before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. Verse 21, and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen. Everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Revival in the church, in a ministry, in your life starts with the revival of your heart. The revival of men and women opening themselves up to the power of God's spirit. See, the local Christian church was founded in a room. It was founded in a room filled with people, but it was founded on the power of the Holy Spirit. It was founded inside of a room, but that meant nothing until it was founded upon the power of the Holy Spirit. The church cannot exist without the power of the Holy Spirit. Life change cannot exist without the power of the Holy Spirit. Harvest young adults cannot exist and my friends will not exist. I can promise you that. Will not exist without the power of the Holy Spirit. This generation will not find hope without the power of the Holy Spirit. And I believe that these people, all of us here this evening can be those who start a revival in our area. Amen? <laughs> revival starts with men and women around the world rejecting self-glory and instead picking up their crosses daily and clinging to the power of the Holy Spirit. My friends, I really do believe it's time for revival. It's time for us to invite the power of the Holy Spirit to move on our behalf and stop trying to do things on our own with our own skills our own talents, our own time, our own strength, our own direction. I wanna ask that God use this new ministry, Harvesting Adults, to reach people far from God and help encourage and grow those who already know him. My friends, let me give you some statistics. There are three, uh, 324,722 people who live in the city of Riverside alone. If we can reach point. 0.002% of them by the end of this year, my friends, if you're doing the math and you still haven't added up the number, that's 800 people. I didn't say 1%, I didn't say 5%, I didn't say 10%, I said 0.002%. See, to you and I, that may seem impossible 
but with God, all things are possible. Why couldn't it be us? Why can't we, the people in this room, rise up and be the servants and the leaders and those worshiping and those greeting and those taking their skills like photography or graphic design or whatever you do, singing, playing drums, playing guitar and using it to help stir up revival in this place. I want to continue the movement of Jesus that started over 2000 years ago. This is how we change the world, my friends. You wanna know how we change the world? We start with our city, then we start with our neighbors, then we start with our own community. We wanna change the world, let's start doing it here first. That's how we change the world. We start with our own backyard and the cities that are surrounding us. You and I have the opportunity to be a part of something that I believe will be big. And we see the power of the Holy Spirit and dwell upon these people and raise these people up and give them giftings and speaking prophecies and speaking in other languages that they don't know before, doing things that they never thought they could do. I want the Holy Spirit to be the foundation in which we build upon and not just use me or our leadership team, but everybody here who wants to be a part of it. I wanna bring change to the city and beyond. I wanna change the world for Jesus. I hope you do too. And I pray God will use each and every one of us to do it. Let's go ahead and pray. Father, we come to you right now. And as we just read in Acts 2, the day of Pentecost and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, Father, I just pray that we open up our hearts and our souls to you, God, that we can step into the purpose and the plan that you have for us, Father. I thank you for all that you're doing in our life. And God, I just pray that you continue to move in a miraculous way. I pray that you use the people here to do miraculous things for this city, for this nation, for this world, for this church. Father, we invite you into our lives. Father, we love you and we thank you. And everybody said together,